what's going on, pretty ladies and smooth gentlemen. Once again, this is Malik, a.k.a. The Cool Brother. You're now tuning into The Cool Podcast. And my special guest for this afternoon is a dope and talented songstress that I had a pleasure of meeting two years ago, I believe, 2021. You know, she's doing her thing. I believe she was on a reality TV show, and I believe she performed her first ever single, I Could Be Mistaken. But anyway, without further ado, it's Miss Freya, the goddess. Welcome to the Cool Brother Podcast show. Thank you. Thank you. You are absolutely correct. We actually met at uh, Girl Noni's house. Yes, yes, uh, that's right. For the party. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yes. Great times. Great times indeed. So um, won't you tell the listeners what you do and what you're about? Okay, so I'm 23 years old. Um, I grew up in the music industry. It's like eat, breathe, sleep, repeat, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I totally said that wrong. Um, but yes, I was a part of a TV show for a brief while that I recently decided to part ways with. Uh, it just wasn't aligning with my best interest, you know? I'm really focusing more on my music. Um, but it's definitely something I might circle back to at a later time. I am recently debuting my new single called Top Floor. Uh, it's something that's very close and personal to me that touches on a few different aspects of my life. And I'm just really happy and excited to be sharing this with individuals all over the world. Nice, nice, nice. So how did your debut single came about? What was the um, premise behind it? So this is going to sound kind of cliche. Okay. Um, but I was just, you know, going about my day. Um, I'm good friends with Tsunami Fly, otherwise known as Troy Mitchell. Um, he actually has his own record label um, and studio called Lame Studios, and he makes his own beats, and he was promoting his app, the Lame app, one day, and I was like, you know what, let me go check this out, see what it's about, and he has, like, a whole bunch of different stuff on there, concept beats that he makes, and I happened to see one that was titled Top Floor. Now, I come from a background of like 80s music. That's what I was raised on, 80s rock, classical. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I heard the beat, I was like, yo, this is super dope. Um, And when I had originally found the beat, I was going through some family drama. Um, I was reliving experiences with my epilepsy, actually. Um, And that kind of just set things in motion to me. I was like, I could really write to this. And I decided a few months ago that I really wanted to come off my hiatus and rebrand myself as an individual instead of my hometown and what I had going there and actually kind of really put my best foot forward and kind of step out there. So I figured as much as I really enjoy writing and being able to tell my story through music, what a better way to do that than with a song that I'm going to debut that also debuts me as Freya the goddess and an individual. Nice, nice. And um, I saw a clip, I saw a video clip of you performing at, at a club. Was that Club Icon? You would be correct, sir. That is Club Icon. Yes. Did, now, did you perform that song there? I did, actually. Yeah. Yes, they, uh, they had a, I'm guessing, kind of like an open mic thing that somebody had told me about and me uh pretty panda vsop mirror uh tsunami fly and pretty chrissy all actually performed among a few others at the event 
Okay, okay. And how and how how was performing that um your debut song at at Club Icon? So it was really great. Uh, I feel like because of the type of song that it is, I wasn't expecting the reaction that I got. Um, but that's definitely what keeps me hum- humble. People were really, really fucking with the song. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, pardon my language. I don't know if oh, we're no, allowed to swear on here. <laughs> you said well, um, I will say that it definitely felt good to be back in my element. I know a lot of people struggle with stage fright or stage anxiety or things of that nature but when I get up on stage personally I feel like that's what I'm meant to do I feel like that's what makes me feel the best what brings my heart joy and it felt so good to have something so personal to me that a lot of people can relate to you know coming from poverty living off of less than twenty thousand dollars a year growing up Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that I know that you know pray for better days and pray that they're able to come out of this um, situation that they get thrown into, right? Like we play the hands that were dealt and mm-hmm. being able to perform that and seeing such a positive reaction, even just posting that small clip of a reel, I was just kind of testing the waters a little bit. So to be able to see that and see the genuine support come from people that I don't even know, it's just such a great feeling. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a great feeling, especially performing on stage. So, you know, and afterwards you get a you know, you got a couple of people coming up to you say, hey, hey, that was dope. You know, so it's definitely a beautiful feeling. Now, prior to you um, performing your debut single, have you um, performed constantly or that was like your first time in a while that you performed? So I actually grew up performing. Um, okay. My dad, before him and I decided to part ways, um, he was always real big in the industry. I don't know if you listened to like, hairband metal or anything like that but he had actually won hairband idol in 2009 i believe it was in pittsburgh performing okay. queen's reich song and i've been performing since the age of three like karaoke with bands thunder in the valley and that's probably some of the biggest accolades that i've had so far but i definitely went through a point in time where my mental health was getting the best of me and i just decided to take a hiatus until I could find that passion and that love again because it's not worth it if you're not doing what you love. Right, right, definitely. And and to answer your question about familiar with 80s hair metal bands, I am familiar with them. Motley Crue, Poison, White Snake, Bon Jovi, and all them. Yes, I am familiar. Okay. You know, I am an 80s baby myself, so yes, I am familiar with those 80s hair metal bands. Yes, I am. So Okay, we love that. Question. Love a good hair band metal. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it... Bands dressing up like women with the makeup and the eyelashes and the <laughs> mascara, you know, yeah. You know, I don't know how they do it, but they pulled all the women though back then, so they got away with it. But yes, I am familiar with it. So, um, yes. So, do um, did you grow up in in Pittsburgh or anywhere else or? So yes and no. I've always been back and forth between Pittsburgh and Johnstown. Um, okay. Growing up, I didn't have a permanent residence here, but I basically lived out here due to my condition. I have severe epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I was out here all the time. So I've always considered this like a second home to me. Um, but I'm originally from Johnstown, born and raised. Okay. All right. Nice. Nice. And and how, how is the music scene in Johnstown? Um, lots of live bands, lots of open mics. Um, Lots of bar scene music, mm-hmm. so lots of cover bands, 
Um, Octane's a really good one. I'm really good friends with them. I used to perform with them. Fuse is another one. Um, there's lots of bands there. And, you know, Thunder in the Valley, it's like that summertime weekend biker type crowd where everybody comes in from all over to support Thunder in the Valley. Um, okay. Jasmine Kane was there. Um, she's a good female artist. But there's a lot of cover bands down there. But I do see that there's some upcoming bands. But um, you don't really get too, too many, like, rappers down there. Um, one person I will address that has been seeming to kind of pop up in the headlines and it rolling loud is Ian Triplin. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. But we no. actually went to school together. So he's also from Johnstown. Okay. Yeah, nice. we didn't run technically in the same circles, but I was in some of the circles that he was involved with, like family-wise. Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely a lot of potential there um, when you can get past the negatives of that place. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Nice, nice, nice. And so, um, so now, now you're going to release your, um, your debut single, Top Shelf, any any plans about um doing the EP or an album in the near so, future? For top floor, I'm top, yeah, developing top floor. you're totally okay. <laughs> floor, I'm sorry. Um no, you're okay. Um yeah. definitely planning something big. Um personally, I don't really like to stick to one genre too much. Um, so I'm not sure how well that's gonna go with an EP, but it's definitely something I'm planning for. And with these next upcoming months, I have a few features planned um, that are still in the works being discussed. But as far as EPs go, I definitely think I will have that. I'm still working on the release date and getting everything figured out. I'm still working on some cover art. But okay. um, definitely, definitely more to come. If not an EP, potentially an album. Okay. Okay, and how how so you say you don't like you you don't like to stick to one genre. So how would you describe your genre? You know, how would you describe it? So I really take from like rock, obviously I grew up on that. Um, mm -hmm. but I also take from soul music, jazz music a little bit. Um mm -hmm. definitely try not to go too out of my depth with that if you understand where I'm coming from. Yes. Um but as far as that goes, I also take from like rap, drill music, hip hop, R&B. Um, all of those are things that I can incorporate and embody within my daily life. And I think being able to bring something more to the table that's not just one set genre might actually bring a wider fan base. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, soul music, nothing like good old-fashioned soul music and jazz music. So um, a lot of people, you know, um, I asked a lot of artists that were past guests on my podcast, how would you describe Pittsburgh music? And they gave me various different answers. So in your opinion, how would you describe the scene, the music scene here in Pittsburgh? That's a good question. So if I personally had to describe it, it definitely has a lot of potential. Um, okay. There's a lot of really great artists out there. And I say artists because an artist can be anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, an artist can be a rapper or an R&B singer or literally quite figuratively anything. And mm-hmm. there is so much talent. Um, I believe, you know, Dre Dior, he's really good. Um, yes, Dre Dior, yes. L.O. Mari. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of potential out here. I just, I pray that we're able to network those artists in a way that puts Pittsburgh in the map in a positive light. Um, Cause right. there's always something that's in the headlines, you know, but the music scene is one thing that we really have going here. Um, and we haven't really had too, too many artists get like A-list famous from here other than like Wiz and Mac. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you got like Hardo, you got Deasley, you got um, Hemi, I mean, Jimmy Wapo. But outside of that, I feel like we kind of have a lot to live up to and to kind of promote and persevere through to get Pittsburgh on the map. But I'm confident with the artists that we have now that we can really make something great. Yes, yes. 100% agree with that. Now, there's a couple of people in the music, in the Pittsburgh music scene, have an issue with artists rapping or singing over their lyrics that they sung in the studio. I mean, what's your take on that? Are you are you for or are you against that? So I think everything has a time and place. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think it depends on the song. Um, if it's something that's rap oriented and there's lots of intricacies in the background, yeah, I'd have it played. Um, songs like mine that have a lot to do that you cannot physically portray in a show with just one mic and one set of vocals. Um, mm-hmm. Even name brand artists do it or celebrities. I, I don't really see celebrities as celebrities. They're just regular people like us. Um, the difference is some are signed and some aren't. So, yeah. I, I mean, even Nicki Minaj does it. Nobody says anything about her doing it. Right. Um, I feel like it's really not my place as an artist to input on whether someone chooses to do that or not, especially if I've done it myself. Although I do think sometimes it is overplayed and there are times where I think it would sound better and a little more crisp if they just use their own vocals instead of the track. Right. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, I also asked a couple um, artists that was past guests on my podcast, another issue that arises from the music scene here in Pittsburgh, hip hop in particular is artists getting paid now what's your take on that that's a very controversial topic um but i definitely don't mind i'm all about controversy um (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's really one of the only things that grabs attention honestly um especially on facebook (laughs) oh yes that's a very big facebook debate Mm -hmm. um i feel like it really depends If you're just starting out, I mean, I remember days where, you know, if you did get booked, I think it all depends on your location as well. Um, So if you're in Johnstown and you're playing an acoustic act and they're booking you, if they're reaching out to book you, yeah, I would think that you'd be paid. Even if it's just 50 to $100 for a couple sets, you know, that's still extra money in your pocket. But if you're just starting out and you have nothing, you have no presence, you're brand new, your music isn't how do I say this without bashing? Your music isn't complete top tier that people all over the world are begging begging to listen to, or Mm -hmm. you don't have any kind of presence in the industry where you're at. 
um, I feel like you can't really expect people to pay top dollar to have you as a feature or to have you in their establishment. Um, but once you have a name developed for yourself, I guess that's all kind of what we want to work to, right? Is it's not a job if it's something that you like doing. Um, but at the end of the day, somebody's only going to want to pay for something if they know they're going to get something out of it. So I guess words of encouragement would be, I mean, I've been paid for shows. I've been paid for all kinds of different stuff. Um, I guess like words of encouragement, just keep pushing. Like eventually you'll get there. Um, but the music industry is not for everybody. Um, and not everybody's going to want to pay you, especially if you're charging what I've seen people charge four or $500 for a feature and they have two songs less than a thousand views on each. You're not realistically, you're not getting that, especially if you wouldn't be willing to pay someone for that. I just personally wouldn't expect it. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. You know, some artists request a ridiculous, a ludicrous amount of money to be on a feature. I'm like, Oh, I don't know about all that, my man. You know, you know, take it down a notch, you know, numbers wise, you know, but I definitely agree, you know, you know, the music has to be, you know, top tier, top quality, and also fans, you know, if, you know, the fans, you know, they come and support your music and, you know, if you got, if you got a fan base, then, and your music is dope, top quality, top tier, like you said, then, yeah, I think artists should get paid because of that, you know, because you're creating a buzz, and that buzz will circulate through other cities, other regions, other, you know, countries, you know. So, yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, a good example of that is Hendy, Pittsburgh Hendy Goaded. I mean, he's been on tour and he only charges, what, $200 a feature or oh, something wow. like that? That's what I'm saying. So, like, there's people that are actually making it out here that aren't even charging half the price of what some other people are charging. If you're upcoming, I can see charging maybe fifty to seventy-five dollars a feature. I think that's fair. But people are out here trying to charge three, four hundred dollars, and they they don't have that to rub together. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that amount. Like, if you up and coming, you know, you aspiring MC vocalist or et cetera, yeah, fifty, fifty or sixty. That's that's pretty good, you know. But if you want to sing, you know. Take take it up a number, you know, or a couple of numbers, but yeah, four or five hundred, that's a little too excessive, in my mm-hmm. opinion. No, you know, I, I definitely agree. Yes. So okay, I know what I will say is get it how you live. Oh yeah, most definitely. I agree, my dear. I definitely agree. Now, um, you mentioned um um Henny Goated and Dre Dior is one of the dope um talented artists that's here in the city. Do you um do you ever consider about collaborating with those two? Absolutely. Um, Handy and I, I actually am performing. I'm going to be one of the performers at his Goat Day Bash on May 28th. Um, it is ticket only. It's $20 for one person, 30 for two. Um, so I'm performing at his birthday bash. It's Memorial Day weekend. Um, and we're just, we're, we've been in discussion about um, doing a collab just trying to find the right beat that works for both of us, honestly, uh, because two very different style of artists, it can be difficult sometimes to find something that meshes well with both individuals. Right. Um, as far as Dre Dior, I don't really know him except through Noni and you, um, yeah. but it's definitely something that I would consider, especially because he's really dope. He's also an upcoming artist. 
Mm -hmm. He puts out a lot of straight heat. Um, And his personality overall, I think he's just a really good individual. And it's definitely something I'd be open to. Yes, he's definitely a great, dope individual for sure. I know I've seen that firsthand for sure. Yes, he is. I think he just dropped a new single, uh, I believe, yesterday or the day before. I didn't get the opportunity to listen to it, but I know I will. But, yes, he definitely, you know, he definitely one talented good brother, you know, definitely. So, yeah, for sure. And um, I know I mentioned those two. Um, is there any artist that you would like to collaborate or, or better yet, who's your favorite artist that's in the city that you like to listen to? that you love listening to? Oh, that's really hard. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm big on blame gang support, honestly. Um, yeah. I'm going to have, ooh, that's difficult. Right now, I'm really going to have to say Pretty Panda. Um, okay. And we actually do have something in the works. We're doing a Mike Tap remix for the Sweat Me Out song by NLE. Um, okay. So stay tuned for that. That was going to be totally wild, something totally different not suitable for our grandparents to listen to. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, but overall, I think right now that probably is between her and Pretty Chrissy, probably my favorite artists in the city right now. Um, Cause they just dropping, dropping straight heat. Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice. And um so I know you said you grew up in the um, music industry and, you know, and your father performing and your pa- father performing and you perform karaoke and since the age of three, do any other, excuse me, any other family members, um, did they perform or record as well? Um, so my dad's side of the family is the more musical side. So my great grandma, rest her soul. Um, this is before my time, but they mm-hmm. were more of like the sing along, like fun type family oriented thing. Um, but my dad and I are really the ones who've kind of taken it to that next level or to the top floor, if you would, um, mm-hmm. to really kind of showcase that. Um, my dad chose to stay more of like the local band type. But me personally, I feel like I just got to take it one step further mm-hmm. and uh, go the extra mile because I'm a little extra like that. Not wrong with that. Nothing wrong with going the extra mile. That just shows that you're passionate and dedicated to your craft. And, you know, I always want to go that extra mile to be better, do better and be better. You know, so Absolutely. that's what we talk about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's how you grow. Yeah, always. Most definitely 100% agreement on that. Now, um, your dad, he still performs to this day, correct? Um, yes and no. I don't really know. We don't really keep in contact, so I'm not really too sure oh, okay. what he's doing okay. these days. Um, but I know that he has had multiple bands. I think the one he's currently a part of is arena 13 area 13 um so yeah that's what he's doing right now so that's pretty dope but they mainly just do like bars thunder in the valley stuff like that nothing too too crazy okay okay cool cool and um i know you said um so you would consider so 
you would consider your dad as one of your influences, correct? Like, um, I think it wouldn't be fair if I didn't say that since okay. he's basically the person who got me into music. Right. Um, so I wouldn't say I create songs off of mm-hmm. GP with him, um, but he definitely has influenced me to the point where I've become a musician out of value for that. Um, So I don't honestly think if he hadn't. Hey, sorry about that. There we go. Yes, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Back to our regularly scheduled program. And what was it talking about? I forgot that. What was discussing? Oh, yeah, influence. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Back to our regularly scheduled program. So your influence. All right, let's take it from there. Um, I believe we were talking about um, how my dad influenced. Yes, yes, um, yes. And if I used him as a influence for my music. Yes, um, yes. So just to kind of recap on that, while he doesn't influence the type of music that I make, and quite honestly, if he knew the type of music that I made, he probably wouldn't approve of it because um, he doesn't really listen to the types of things that I do. Um, <laughs> I do have to give credit where it's due. Um, if he wouldn't have exposed me to the music environment. That's for editing. Now, you said um, your father wouldn't approve of the music that you release. Yeah, he's not much for, like, the rap hip-hop scene. Um, he's gotcha. more old school with, like, rock, classic rock, 80s. He kind of sticks to that, um, mm-hmm. even country, which... I admire all artistry, um, but country is not at this time something that I do. Right, right. So, so it's safe to say that country is your least favorite. No, I wouldn't say all that. It's just not something okay. I listen to. Um, but there okay. definitely are some talented artists. You know, stuff I grew up listening to that's kind of nostalgic that I'd listen to um, uh-huh. if it was on the radio. Um, but it's not something I actively seek out to listen to. Got you, got you. Okay, okay, got you, got you. So, okay, cool, cool. You know, yes, I, I'm, you know, I like country myself. I like some country artists, you know, especially some country songs. Um, This is um, one in particular um, titled I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song, definitely. Um, this is another song by this group um, called Lady Antebellum called Need You Now. Uh, yes, that's a good one. I actually performed that once. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was a, yes. um, my dad and I did that together when we were doing acoustic acts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's the only two songs that pop in my head as far as country songs. That's all my favorite. But other than that, I don't really listen to country all that like that you know but those are the two songs that that pops in my head so um now i know you said um um your influence um with your dad and all that who's like famous artists that influence you to do what you do um that's a really good question honestly i i guess i never really thought about it if i had to um, this probably sounds cliche coming from a 23-year-old female, but um, 
Janae Iko. Okay. Uh, she's definitely a big one. K Michelle, uh, like you can't not have an influence by K Michelle. Like I feel like if you're in any type of R and B or anything like that, you've listened to her and you probably like her songs because um, she's yeah. good at what she does. But she's I like her because she's different and mm -hmm. she does incorporate um, like country into what she does. So while I don't listen to it, I would definitely vibe with her, listen to her. Um, I listen, I don't know, I guess I just kind of take from a lot of different artists, but if I had to think off the top of my head, um, she's an inspiration, even though I don't necessarily make songs like she does. Okay, okay, and speaking of Kay Michelle, she just, I think she just dropped a country song, I believe. She, she, had, a, um, she had a video with her cowboy hat and cowboy boots, I'm like, oh, what's this, okay, you know. But you know, I really, I, I am, I heard of her. You know, um, I know that she was, she was here in the, um, in the city not too long ago, I believe. Yeah, she definitely was. She definitely was. And what's crazy is I didn't know about it until after she was here already. Yeah, that's that's one thing about Pittsburgh. You know, they don't advertise who's coming to perform here. You don't hear it on the radio or. The, or there's no commercials for it, you just hear it afterwards. Like, oh, really, Pittsburgh? Come on. You know, that's one thing about Pittsburgh. They don't really advertise. Well, probably on the radio, but as far as, like, commercials, you know, they, they don't really do that. So, like, for me, I just check online and see who's coming and who's performing at such and such. So, right. you know, they got to get better with that. So, Promotion reform. Point. Let's sign Promotion some petitions. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they gotta get better with that. So, so um, my next question is: Where where do you see yourself in the years to come with your music and artistry? Um, if I had to like plan out like a three year span picture, um, I mean, probably what Eames doing, honestly, um you know, headlining, touring, um, maybe even taking it into the being an actress realm um, and mm -hmm. putting my music um, out in more ways than that. I definitely don't just want to stay where I'm at. I'm kind of open to seeing where it goes, especially because artists are blowing up in all kinds of different ways. Um, whether it's through TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube artists, SoundCloud. There's so many different platforms for people to have access to. And it's not the same as it was when you had to put together an EP and deliver it or mail it to a record label and hope that they listened to it and liked it. Um, right. So it's definitely a different type of game than from when we were younger compared to where it is now. Okay. So I guess I'm not really sure what the music industry holds, but I'm definitely going to take it by the horns and enjoy the ride. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And um, my next question is, so if you had to choose an artist that you like to, um, a famous artist that you like to collab with, who would that be? Hmm. That's hard, because if that happens, 
<laughs> there's so much controversy that could come behind that um especially nowadays people are all the pick me and you have to favor one artist over the other mm-hmm. um but i'm just gonna come out and say it janae would probably be my first pick um just because she's spiritual like i am she's really down to earth she makes good music um but she doesn't necessarily hold true to one specific thing like one minute you might get midnight hour the next minute you might get comfort and ending the next minute you might get triggered um so she kind of does similar to what i do where she just takes from different aspects Uh um and i think it would be really dope to see somebody that i grew up listening to before she blew up to before i blew up and we would have some type of collab there but i think lotto is a really great upcoming artist as well i mean she's she's definitely made her mark in the community Mm-hmm. um so i think from some of the other stuff that she's done to where she's at now i think that would be a really cool thing to do differently um cardi b she definitely steps out of her comfort zone it's never just the same beat it's never the same lyrics um whereas you could compare that to somebody like the baby where a lot of his stuff seems to kind of sound the same yeah right right and you said that that it might be controversial. Is it because you said the baby or just in, or? Um, Cause I'm sure you're aware of the tabloids and you know, the shade room and everything like that. Oh yeah, It's, it's I, like, yeah. if you choose one artist over the other, it's either you're siding with Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or you're choosing yeah. Lotto over Ice Spice. It's, it's really kind of kid shit to be honest. Like, yeah, right. Definitely. let's not bully people for listening who they want to listen to. Cause there's, billions of people on the planet there's enough room for everybody to eat um and personally you know people tend to just put artists in a box who try to pick one side or the other i guess right, so i guess right. that could be considered a little controversial for an upcoming artist and we've mm-hmm. seen it with lotto and Nicki minaj we've seen it with lotto and cardi b um even ice spice she's now signed to heavy on it with Nicki minaj's partnership label um, okay. So there's a lot of controversial back and forth Twitter comments, Instagram about who's on what side, you know, just the people. I mean, there's a lot of different artists, not just them specifically, but that's why I try to kind of steer clear of comments like that because I'm not trying to box myself in and start the hate train before it even starts. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I am familiar, aware of the shade room and you know, people commenting on the shade room and all that and the tabloids and the media and, you know, the media pit artists, women rappers against each other. For example, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, they had that scuffle at the, um, um, like a couple of years back and all that. So yeah, I am aware of that. Like you said, there's room enough for everyone to eat. So right. yeah, that's, that's no how beef. it should be. What'd you say? I said, it's never no beef really. And I don't, I don't think if I was ever to blow up that big that I don't I don't think I would ever want to be in a competition with another woman, especially a woman of color when it's already hard enough for them. I mean, yeah. I can't I can't really see that whole thing. Like I understand where they're coming from, but you know, it's it's an accomplishment just to be there. You know, like there's a lot of, you know, to kind of touch on this a little bit. There's still a lot of backlash when it comes to women of color from Mm -hmm. any ethnicity for that matter 
So right. to have so many higher ranking individuals in the music industry, they're kind of really running shit right now and they're doing their thing. And I'm so proud of that. And like, yes. I hope that there's more to come. I just personally wouldn't want to beef with somebody that got there the same way I did. I mean, right. we all, we all eat the same, we all live the same. Granted, there's different characteristics in each person's lives. I think it would just be a blessing to get there, honestly. Right. So before we conclude this interview, my dear, um, every time an artist comes on as a guest, I always put him or her in the spotlight to showcase their talent. So would you mind doing that for the listeners that's listening? Yeah, sure. Like you want me to give you like a clip of the song or anything it doesn't matter okay um i guess i could play a snippet of the song for you if you would like me to you do that too you do that too yeah i can give you a first class look at it give me hey. one second here let me make Take sure time. i'm connected Yeah, I guess I could play it for you so that way the listeners kind of get um, the first look at it before mm-hmm. the whole song is dropped. Right. So it'll be an exclusive for you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Give me just one second here. Mm-hmm. I think I'll have to play it through my iPad. So just let me know if you're able to hear it. Yeah. 
Nice, oh, nice, song. <laughs> nice, nice. I definitely like the, the hook, the the core. I'm sorry, the chorus. Definitely like the chorus. Yes, thank you, yes, thank you. Yes, yes. Love it, love it. So, all right. So, tell the listeners where they can find you and follow you at. So you can find me on YouTube. I uploaded the clip um, as a short before mm-hmm. I officially start dropping again. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Freya the Goddess Official. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Freya the Goddess, um, and my Facebook is just Freya Wolf, but it does say that it's Freya the Goddess as a nickname, so you should be able to find me. Um, soon I'll be streaming on all platforms, and you'll be one of the first to know when I'm getting ready to drop. All right, yes, thank you for that. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Facebook, my government, Malik Long, Twitter, Smooth Malik. Instagram, Malik 82 Also, I have a podcast for my website that's linked to my bio section on Facebook. And also, if you want to um, be a guest on my podcast, you can inbox me on one of those three social media platforms I just mentioned, or you can email me at thecoolpodcast at AOL.com. That's thecoolpodcast at AOL.com. And we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's all right with me. Free of the Goddess, my dear, it was a pleasure to have you on. And if you want to be a guest again, just hit me up. Yeah, of course. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. No doubt. And you have a blessed weekend and good luck tonight on your audition for the BET Awards weekend. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Have a blessed one. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.